We welcome the Brose Wine $5,000 Taxi Tour to Palmerston North, population 79,000. Yes, there's plenty to see and do in this vibrant city. The public toilets are a magnificent setting for washing your hands or illicit dating app hookups. How about a trip to the National Rugby Museum to see some old rugby boots and Richie McCall's unwashed jock straps? If information is your thing, then visit the Visitor Information Centre, a centre of information for visitors. Maybe you like checking the time from a great height, then the clock tower is the place for you. Just remember to pronounce the L in clock when asking for directions. So welcome New Zealand to Palmerston North, home to wind turbines and teenage pregnancies. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. We're on the $5,000 taxi tour. We're taking a taxi from Auckland, as far south as we can get for $5,000, promoting our brosé wine. Mm. And we've got a taxi driver by the name of Hedda, who uh, is with us today in Palmerston North. Welcome to the Manawatu, Hedda. Hey, guys. You have been here before? A couple of times, yes. What's your favourite thing to do in Palmy? Just going to the city centre. Just go to the city. What a vague response <laughs> a that was. Generic Sweeping response. statement. Okay, so we want to take you to the People's Court today, Hedda. Yeah. Uh, hit the music, Chang. As the plaintiffs, Benjamin Ross Boyce and Jonathan Richard Pryor, mm. you're the defendant. Hedda, the taxi driver. Now, we've been travelling together for, uh, well, this is our fourth day, Hedda. Yeah. And uh, we've noticed one thing along the journey that you haven't done once. You keep... The meter running, no matter what's happening. If the cab has stopped and we're outside having to film something or record some radio, the meter's ticking over. If we're sleeping at night, the meter's ticking over. At all times of the day or night, the meter keeps running. What do you have to say? That's how it works. <laughs> that's, what you've, that's what you've seen for three days. That's how it works. We feel, you know, as customers, we've given you $5,000. We're going to give you $5,000. Surely there's a bit of leniency here. It's not your classic seven to ten dollar yes. cab fare. Yeah, but I got evidence. What you've got evidence? <laughs> you've got yeah. evidence, evidence or what? Are you presenting evidence to the court? Are you? Yeah. Okay. What's the evidence? The taxi driver in Rotorua. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, that's right. So he's got somebody that backs up his story. Okay. Exhibit A. We've got another cab driver here. What's your name? Paianga, mate. Paianga. Yeah. We've just given Hedda $5,000 to drive us as far as he can down New Zealand. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. When you stop, do you usually pause the clock? Pause the meter? No. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not usually. No. Oh. Yeah, that's what I told these guys. <laughs> and I'm not pausing the meter. It's going to keep running. There we go. So your fellow cabbies, of course they're going to be on your yeah. side. You're like a gang, you know, aren't you? You stick together. And your nice blue shirts and ties. <laughs> And your smiley faces. <laughs> okay, so we want to throw this out to the people of New Zealand, Hedda. 0800 The Edge, 3343. Should Hedda pause the meter overnight? Yeah, just overnight while we sleep. The it's... car's not going anywhere. Yeah. You can't drive. You've got to sleep. John O, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. This is the People's Court. Andrew with us on the phone. Should Hedda stop the meter overnight? Absolutely, absolutely. He's off shift. He's not working. He shouldn't be earning money while he's off shift. Can't take care okay. of that. You can't say fairer than that, but we keep telling him that. Yeah, but, but he's, he's like, like, that's how it works. And we have, in his defence, we're booked to know. Some yeah. people are like computers. They need the information punched into them. Oh, I think he's saying, let's assault <laughs> no. our taxi driving header. <laughs> if that's what you're saying, then no. No, he yeah. was awesome. He's no, a great think... dude. <laughs> but maybe we'll punch him in the throat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Love your work, Andrew. Thank you. Oh, wait, under the edge, what should we do? I believe it should keep going. Unfortunately, oh, I know. I'm sorry, the, guys. But what, I have well, reasons. 
Okay, oh, why? I don't want to hear them. No, I, I, I do I'm want to sorry, hear them. Sorry, but there are reasons. All right, so you're not just paying for the petrol and, you know, the distance. You're also paying for his time. So mm. while, while the, the cab stopped, you know, and if he's not earning any money, if he ticks it off, then he could be earning money elsewhere as well. No, he's doing this, this big-ass road trip for you guys. We're paying for him to sleep. No, but yeah, but we're paying for him to I sleep. I see what you mean. He's away from home as well. He's given up uh, yeah. basically a week as long for us. Where is new family? Exactly. No, well, no. I, he yeah. told me last night he loves me more than his son. <laughs> no, he didn't. He did. <laughs> he started. However, he could potentially do it like a subsidised thing, you know, discount because he's not doing anything really. He's sleeping. You oh, know? you've done your damage, you don't really mate. Don't come in here and try and make it all better. <laughs> I love Have a great day. Thank you very much. Jasmine with us on 0800 The Edge. Last caller for the People's Court. Is the meter stopping overnight? No, sorry, I'm going to let it run. Oh, what is wrong with oh. you people? That's two out of the three. We have to respect the decision yeah. of the People's Court. Yeah, we do. Although I don't agree with it, I will respect it. Yeah. The meter keeps running. That's there. That's that's right. That's it's happened. That's, that's how it works, as Hedda would say. Ah. Uh, it's a, it's a crushing blow for us, isn't it? John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Joining us right now, very exciting. You'll know him from his worldwide smash number one song, Bud- Budapest. The worldwide yeah. smash number one song. <laughs> what a worldwide smash number one song. <laughs> I put a lot of words into that <laughs> sentence tonight. It's almost like the song overachieved. <laughs> He's joining us in The Edge studios right now. His name is George Ezra. Welcome to New Zealand, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. You seem like a lovely guy, George. You just, just wait. You just wait. I've only been in here two minutes. <laughs> I've done some dark shit in my time. <laughs> uh, do you get this a lot? I imagine you would. Like, when when you first hear your songs, mm. you imagine someone different to what mm. you, you look like. I don't mean offence by that question. No, though. no. I kind of... All I can say is when I sing, I don't go like, whoa, what was that? Do you know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I kind of... Well, you know what you look like. Exactly. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. surprise me, but then when people say it, I, I guess I can get what they're saying. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because I heard um, that you used to think you couldn't sing, and all yeah. of a sudden you sort of put on. Man, quiet. I didn't think I couldn't sing. There's footage of me. I could not. Sing. You couldn't sing, really? <laughs> so can you actually teach yourself to sing? I think anyone can, because as far like this is definitely not technical speech. What I'm about to say, but I guess the best way to describe it is it's some kind of muscle, and the more you do it, you're gonna improve a little bit. Ben, you've been working on a muscle for a very long time. <laughs> oh, here we go. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, that's, that's, that we're better than this, come on. George, your, uh, your album was written about staying at a, at a stranger's house. Yes. Where I, was this? I really struggled to write when I'm at home. You, got, you know you, some bands are really good at writing about everything going on around them. Yeah. And it's just, they can make interest out of them. And I'm just rubbish at it. I have to kind of go somewhere I've not been before or somewhere new well if you're writing at home you're going to end up with songs called I Must Do The Vacuuming yeah, yeah. exactly to, yeah. that's it you, there's so many distractions no <laughs> yeah. matter how boring the distraction is it's like oh I'll just do this instead you found uh, a lady on the internet right in Barcelona I, I did that needs explaining I did I kind of <laughs> I, I, just, I, <laughs> I love Barcelona <laughs> yeah. but I've only ever kind of spent a day or two there yeah and so I was like I should go there I'm fortunate I could go there for a month and then I was like just find a stranger that's willing to rent you a spare room and see what it's like. If she's crazy, you can get out. Yeah. And uh, she was just amazing. Like, her and her mates were all musicians, artists, designers. Oh, wow. It was like, it could not have been a better match. It was so brilliant. the album's called Staying at Tamara's. Who, yeah, her name was Tamara. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Pretty... It was, uh... Does she know there's an album named after her? She does. When I told her, she didn't seem that interested. I was like, oh, <laughs> Tamara, I'm thinking of calling the album Staying at Tamara's. And she was like, yeah, cool. Oh, what? I would be stopped. <laughs> but I think that was like a... It took her a second to catch up and realise kind of what I was saying. Uh, hey, you got your own podcast and your first yeah. guest was Ed Sheeran. I know. How did I manage that? Hell of a day. <laughs> you, you're your own Graham Norton. Yeah, yeah. What's the podcast about? It's a... Uh, 
I listen to a lot of podcasts. A lot of them are comedians talking to other comedians and they're kind of very open and candid and honest about what they do. I guess it's they're less in the limelight, comedians, maybe. Mm. And, you know, it, it's their job to point fun at situations. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, I wonder if musicians would be able to do the same thing. There's so many smoke and mirrors, so much smoke and mirrors in music. I think it's good that the public don't see how the sausage is made, if that makes sense. It's kind of, yeah. I think my, my audience <laughs> assume that I get driven to a venue 10 minutes before I go on stage. I get on stage, I play the gig, I disappear. That's what and we I, want to believe. Don't yeah. you ruin this. <laughs> exactly. No, no, I like that people think that because it's kind of the... They're like, oh, he's a pop star. But it's not the reality. I hear he gets free t-shirts on his bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I wanted to see if musicians would be as honest. And they are. It's right. I think there's like an element. It's only ever me and them in the room. I think they know that I've been like through similar experiences. Mm. And make sure they know that they get the final say on the edit. So whatever they say it doesn't have to be heard. Oh, that's nice. Do you, what's the one thing about the music industry that you're like... A lot of people would think that it's very glamorous or something, but it's not. Uh, do you know what? The one thing that always makes me chuckle, I don't mind it, but it's when you get backstage at a venue and there's very few decent backstages. There's often, like, no natural light. Like, <laughs> it's uh, bleak. But it makes sense. So imagine the footfall. There's, like, say an average touring crew is at 16 people. That's happening five nights a week in this little room, just in, out, in, right. suitcase, suitcase, you know. It's the days when you've got nothing else on, it's raining outside, and you're just in this room. And it, sometimes I think they're the best performances because you're just like, oh! Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. George, it was so nice to uh, catch up with you. Um, catch you in Auckland City Limits over the weekend, and the new album, Staying at Tomorrow's, is out very shortly. Very shortly. Thank you for having me. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. We had breakfast this morning, okay? Mm. And the thing that I ordered, which was a bacon and egg sandwich. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Came with all the parts of the bacon and egg sandwich sprawled out over the plate. Oh, so you wanted a sandwich together. When you order a sandwich, you expect it to be together. I said, oh, this is a... The sandwich seems to be sprawled out all over the plate. Okay. It's just difficult, aren't and you? The guy was like, "It's deconstructed. It's a deconstructed. It was sandwich. deconstructed. Yeah. Now here's my thing with deconstruction stuff. As consumers, are we just bearing the brunt of lazy chefs? Also, oh, like, lazy. They haven't completed the job. Hello, they just laid the ingredients out. So the, They're halfway there. We need to put it together. Is that what you're saying? It's their well, job. We, 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 we're doing half their job by com, by constructing the deconstructed thing that's arrived in front of us. Producer Dan? There's another thing as well that pisses me right off. Okay. And it's the um, when you go to a, a, a nice restaurant, usually are nice restaurants, and it's the stone grill. And they send out a hot stone with the chicken cook. The chicken's not cooked. Oh, you're doing the cooking. Oh, I'm doing the cooking. But you know that. Well, you know what you've signed no, up for before no, you go in, no, don't you? No, no, because that's just one thing on the menu. If I'd known that, I would have stayed at home and cooked something myself. <sighs> I don't go out and pay $40 for a chicken for it, for, for then for, for me you to, to do cook the heavy lifting. Yeah. I'm hearing you. Amen. Although I have the same issue when I go to a concert and they're like, you sing this next bit. And I'm like, I didn't come to Bruno Mars to hear me sing Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I came to Bruno Mars to see Bruno Mars sing Bruno Mars. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I see what you mean. We're doing a lot of work. We are, as, as people, as humans, we're doing a lot of heavy lifting <laughs> with stuff that we shouldn't be heavy lifting. So don't you agree? Although, speaking of um, odd eating habits, producer Dan, you'll back me up on this. Just yeah. before the show, yeah. Jono had, had an apple. 
This is odd. When, when he apple had a apple. day, he keeps the doctor away. But, but, you, but you ate the whole apple. He eats it like a like a horse. <laughs> like, like, like everything. Core everything. But he didn't even flinch. No, he, no, just he just, like, just puts it all in his mouth. It's like, like you've done this before and you happily did <laughs> it. I've done it my whole life. Really? Eat the I've whole apple? I've eaten the whole apple start to finish. I don't eat the um, sticky bit. The, um, oh, the, yeah, the, 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 the sticky bit. You know the yeah, sticky bit. Yeah, the yeah. sticky bit. The little bit you go A, B, C, D, and then that's who you love. Find out who you love based on an apple. Seems like you're putting a lot of faith in that apple. Hey, it, it works. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's the only thing I don't eat. Everything else, it's inside here, baby. So the pips, I'm pointing at my stomach right now. The pips and everything. Yeah, little... I could have a tree growing inside me. Okay. <laughs> Why? What's what's odd about that? It's just weird. It just seems never... a bit odd. And give it a go. You haven't tried it. Yeah, but I have tried it. It was very different. Like you, did, it was all, you didn't even try. <laughs> It's almost like a cow. Like you just sort of just knobbed it, do- necked yeah. it down. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange eating habits. Learning a lot on this taxi tour this afternoon. Yeah, right to the core, baby. This <laughs> is the core of the issue. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. We're in the middle of our taxi tour. We're paid a taxi driver $5,000 to take us as far south down the country as the five grand will go. Mm. Uh, We're from- in Palmy today, Palmerston North today. Yesterday was Hastings and we spent the night uh, in Napier. Where we visited today, the haunted prison. Yeah, that's right. That's a prison that we got taken on a tour by a lady named Ellie. And mm. we learned all about the people that passed away there, all the ghosts that's apparently haunting the place. A lot of paranormal activity was freaking me out because this is pitch black. This is a prison that's for over 100 years was an actual prison. It's only just stopped being a prison. Mm. And then we got sent back in by ourselves and just like a night vision camera with some paranormal equipment. Yeah, so she gave us like a laser and a... Uh Electromagnet reader, and uh, this was meant to detect paranormal activity. I was freaking out. Like I hate that sort of stuff. I just held on to you the whole time. And what we felt like whenever you've got that equipment, night vision camera, lasers, paranormal activity stuff. That never ends well, that combination <laughs> no, of things, does no. it? I've never once seen that end well. <laughs> uh, so we got sent back into the prison by ourselves, and what we didn't know was that there was a few surprises in the form of people dressed up like sort of ghosts. Psychiatric patients oh. with blood and scars. And it, we didn't know this. It was freaky. It yep. pitch blackness in a prison. When we're walking through, because we rate in the top seven haunted places in New Zealand, if anything touches you... When you say top seven, yeah. you're number seven? No. Well, well, yeah. We were like three. Because if you were in top five, you would say top five. Yeah, I would have said top five. Don't want to go in there. You can't make it. You're the cameraman. You've got the camera. This is why our sex tape never got released. <laughs> too shaky. It's too shaky. Oh, God! Ah! Ah! What is this? Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, We left there with our credibility intact and our heads held high. And I think that audio will back that up. Oh, so scared and sweaty. It was terrifying. It actually... Uh, Dan, producer Dan, you come in here. You said you had some paranormal stuff happening because this, this prison in Napier is, a, is a apparently haunted. Many specials, overseas specials, have, have been done on this prison. Yeah. What happened to you? Well, I um, went there and I had my watch on. Mm. And uh, after I left, it was like, it was going a bit slow in my watch. Like it was like a two minutes 
slower than it usually is. All right. Really? Is that, that moment he realised he needed new batteries for his yeah. watch? <laughs> it could just be the battery, actually, if I'm honest. But, um, but no, let's, yeah. not, let's yeah. not say it is the battery. Yeah, it was cold. Cold there as well. It was cold. Yeah. And every corner I looked, there was just a scary white figure, and then most of the time it was Jono. But yeah. other times it could have been a ghost. Yeah, but it was forecast for quite cold last night. <laughs> it well. was. Yeah. Sure, it's been cold. Yeah. Okay, 0800 The Edge. Uh, we spoke to Ellie, who was the tour guide there. She claims that people have spoken to ghosts in that prison. Have you ever spoken to a ghost? Oh, 0800 The Edge is the telephone number. This is a sp- very specific topic. Yeah. 3343, have you spoken to a ghost or communicated? I've seen a ghost. I don't, you know, like, I don't think we'll have anyone listening right now that would have seen a ghost. Oh, that sounds like a challenge. Oh, no, it's not just a challenge. I'm not just saying that in the hope that people call. I just don't think it's going to happen. Oh, 0800 The Edge then. 3343. John O, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Adam's with us on 0800 The Edge. What was it, buddy? When I was, like, 14, my, um, my sister, his baby passed away. And he was buried with uh, the old 20s. It was a toy, and he had a beanbag, and it was a 20 that sat on the toy. So he, it was two pieces. He was buried with one half, and my sister kept the other half. Uh, I was over at her house one night um, by myself, and it was actually the daytime, actually. And um, the beanbag came flying across the room and almost hit me. So I kind what of freaked out a little bit. Ran outside. What, was it in the ear? Yeah, it flew across and, like, you know, someone throwing a ball at you. No. And so I freaked out. I ran outside and uh, chilled out there, and then I was ready to go back inside. And as I was walking through the front door, I went to grab and open the door. But something was on the other side holding the door closed. So when I went to open it, it was closing it. When I went to close it, they were trying to force it open, and it was a glass door. Nothing inside. I never went back in the house. <laughs> That wow. is incredible. And I, I, I don't believe I'm not. I don't believe in all that sort of stuff, but mm. something was up there. Well, you can't deny that then, can you? No. It shits together. <laughs> I'm getting sweaty just talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't blame you. That oh. is, that's intense. Well, thank you. Thank you for your call, Adam. Uh, 0800 The Edge, have you spoken to a ghost? That's the topic. Oh, Oh, we've got a ghost. ghost. It's the ghost of your mother, Annie Pryor. Yeah, well, Annie's not dead. (laughs) (laughs) And if she was, this would be very poor taste, producer Dan. It's like you can see, I can see you on the phone. You're in the other room here, producer Dan. Sorry, that that wasn't that good, was it? (laughs) No. No, we're like, hey, if we don't get a second call, maybe you can help um, yeah. with the yeah. ghost stuff. Yeah. I'm just okay. trying to produce this way out of this shitty break, all right? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, first, well, yeah. I don't want to say it wasn't that good, so I'll stop speaking. Yeah, yeah, producer Dan. Hey. Not great. Well, you know. Oh, God, what did I say here? You <laughs> <laughs> can't even finish no, this radio break. break. Yeah, look, I can't even. I'm, not, I'm not the funny one. You, do, you guys do a gag. God, Jesus Christ, why are you throwing me under the bus? Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. There's a game that Jono invented on the radio. Some would say out of desperation to fill three minutes of your time. Others would say it's a good game. And it's not often in this business that you flop some crap out there and actually sticks to the wall. It's been quite fun. This it's... is the third time we've done it, you know, and that will be what I want on my tombstone when I die. (laughs)
He invented the hang-up game in a moment of desperation. They got three weeks of radio out of it. So how Put that works, on my tombstone. As each of us have uh, an opportunity to call a number, just a random number in New Zealand, and then we have to see if we can get them to hang up on us as fast as we can using a different technique. You can't use the same technique twice. Here's the, the frustrating thing is I invented the game, but I'm none from three. <laughs> ben has had some very good tactical plays on this. Have a listen. Oh, is that the Cattery? No, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, sorry, wrong number. Thank you. Bye. That's how it works, but I can't use that technique again. Yeah, so uh, we're in Palmerston North. We're here as part of the Brose $5,000 taxi tour. Uh, So it's a Palmerston North special. We'll just be dialing 06 numbers, which also works fantastically well for local calling. We don't get charged a national calling rate. Oh, that's None of this is your problem listening. (laughs) Chang, let's put a call through. All right, you go first, John. This is an age-old one. If you ever answer the phone and this is happening to you, you hang up within three to five seconds. Good afternoon, Cornwall Mobile. I just speaking with Kane. <sighs> oh, don't do this. Hang up. Hang up. Hang up. Let's see how I'm a picture. This is creepy. That's creepy. All of the seconds on that, Chang. Five. Oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah, five seconds. Yeah. Five seconds. That's Good just start. creepy. Great start. The poor lady. Great start. It's <laughs> like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, it's my turn. Okay, good luck with this, Ben. Five seconds, the time you got to beat. Oh. This is the hang-up game. Avenue Motel, Graham speaking. Oh, hi there. I've just got a collect call coming through from Tony from Yugoslavia. Will you accept the charges? Who's Tony from Yugoslavia? Oh, hotel. oh, would you like to take the call or not? I don't know who he is. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know who he is. I just got Tony on the line. He really wanted to talk to you <laughs> in Yugoslavia. No, I'm all right, thanks. Okay, great. Thanks, bye. Oh, oh no. It was, a, no, it was a nice no. hey, hats off to you. Hats off to you. The problem was you had to explain twice. Yeah. What's Extended your time out. Yeah. I've had my first yeah, win on the hang-up game. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. 60 Seconds to Find is a segment we like to do where we check out two ludicrous scenarios mm. and we see if anyone listening will call us back within 60 seconds on 0800 The Edge. Yes. Yeah, so these scenarios are almost as ludicrous as that Imagine Dragon song you just heard. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. You did like I it? I did like it. I felt like I was in a depressing I, bar in I, the middle anyway, of America. We're talking about, we're okay. talking about 60 anyway, seconds sorry. to fight. I said I wasn't going to talk. Yeah, I did, and that's why I knew you were going to. And I tried to talk for a long time, and I knew you were going to cut and bring it up. <laughs> But anyway, 60 we're, seconds yeah. is fine. We're Someone live. who likes that song. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love Imagine Dragons. They're awesome. Uh, there's a disclaimer. Uh, we're live in Palmy. Okay, 60 seconds to find. Ben, your scenario. We have 60 seconds to find someen that has had this happen to them. Okay, the Oscars on this week. Okay, yesterday. Um, So 60 seconds to find someone, anyone who'd been in a Hollywood movie. Have you been in a movie, an extra, a main character? I don't care. Any capacity. A Hollywood movie. Oh, 800 The Edge. Anyone listening right now? Do they now? have to be on screen? Or they could have been on the crew. I'd take, I'd take, I'd like these go on screen. On screen, oh, screen. okay. It's gone screen. Just after the show, ponies. Yeah, we could be like part of a battle scene in Lord of the Rings, though. Okay. Oh, eight hundred the edge. Sixty seconds to find someone like that, and I'm going to chuck this out there. This is a hail mary. Hmm? Sixty seconds to find someone who is a millionaire. Right. A millionaire. Okay. Oh, eight hundred the edge. Chang. Yes. My man. You start just- the clock now. 
This is where we have to fill an awkward banter. Tell you what, um, the Oscars was on yesterday. Tell you one of the things I liked about the Oscars. Jimmy Kimmel, the host, gave away a jet ski for the person with the shortest speech of the night. Did someone win it? Yes, um, a costume designer. Thirty-six seconds was his speech, and he didn't do it on purpose. He just um, he just forgot a couple of his lines, and in the end, he ended up with a, like a twenty thousand dollars jet ski. She should almost go out there and be like. I know I've got a lot of people to thank or thank you in person. I just want the jet ski and get out. <laughs> yeah, that would be the great play and everyone would appreciate it. Have we got anyone phoning up, Chang? It's a full switchboard, so do I take full one? Full switchboard! Yeah. Go, to any, go to anyone. Okay. okay. The H, hello. The H, hello. Hello? Are you there? Okay, I'll go for the next one. Hang on. I don't know how things work in the morning show, Shang, but... The this is... <laughs> mate, in the afternoon, we run a tight professional operation, mate. Yeah. We don't need your shabbiness bringing our shit down, buddy. Well, we can't do anything else from Palmerston North. Okay, yeah. The Edge Hello, you there? Keep banging on about jet skis and Imagine Dragons all afternoon. The Edge Hello. The person is on Hello. the line. Oh, there we oh, go. There we go, Shang. Thank have, you. Have we got someone who is in a movie or someone who's a millionaire? Um, it wasn't necessarily me, but my boyfriend and his uh, sister were in Bridge to Terabithia, if that counts. Oh, that was oh a- the famous movie Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> I have seen the that blockbuster. movie. The blockbuster. I have seen that movie. <laughs> the worldwide international <laughs> no, smash hit, no. Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Where was it filmed? On a bridge um, in Terabithia. <laughs> it was filmed at uh, Riverhead Primary School. Oh, I have seen There's that. Like half the school was in it, but still. It sounds like the most boring ass <laughs> movie. No, it's like it's kind of like Narnia type movie. Yeah, it's all yeah, yeah. No, okay, well listen, we'll it's take Narnia, that. Narnia, but it gets you crying and never goes okay. near a stream again. Yes, that's right. right. It was quite a streamload of tears. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. There we go. The Bridge to Terabithia. Uh, 0800 The Edge. Has anyone been in a movie, or are you a millionaire? Hit the next call, Chang. The Edge. Hello. Were you in a movie, or are you a millionaire? Oh no, they hung up. Shang, no. <laughs> I'm just going. I think I just... feel like Ben. I feel like we're doing our part here <laughs> yeah, in Palestine. Right. We're doing a lot of heavy okay, lifting. Okay, I'll, I'll take another one. The no, Shang. Oh, Shang, is it worth it? <laughs> Hello. Hi. Were you, in a, were you in a movie or are you a millionaire? A millionaire. Oh! What have you done to become a millionaire? Well, it's actually my wife has done it. Okay. What's she? What's she? What's she done? Uh, she was in uh, medical software sales. Oh, there we go. Oh, did you, what did you say? You just sound like you uh, got your finger in the pudding, mate. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, got yeah. Your, you got your bits in the jam? <laughs> well, so are you, guys, are you guys living happily? Are you in a mansion? Are you holidaying? Well, a million dollars like 20 years ago would have bought you like a mansion, but a million dollars in Auckland now buys you maybe an apartment. Yeah, true. So, but are, you, are you living the lifestyles of the rich and famous? Uh, we're doing all right, yeah. yeah no worries. You're happy? Oh, yeah. Well done, you. Well oh, done, yeah. you. Yep. Yep. Well, no, not well done. Well done on you on marrying your wife who did well on medical software. <laughs> <laughs> Love your work. Thank you for listening, buddy. You have a great day. Thanks, man. Cheers. There we go. 60 seconds to find wrapped up for another week. John Ben and Sharon. The Edge. We're on our $5,000 taxi tour. We're taking a taxi uh, from Auckland as far south as we can get for $5,000. We're out to day four and we've met some great people on the so way. So many great New Zealanders. I feel like the top twins. Yeah. A less funny version of the top <laughs> yeah, twins. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, I wish we could be as good as the top twins, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. we're kind of doing a similar thing except they didn't except take a Except not as good. <laughs> yeah. Except not as good. Uh, but one person we did meet um, who became a viral 
viral sensation earlier this year was a man by the name of Robert. Yeah, Robert uh, lives in a very secluded part of Fakatane in the eastern Bay of Plenty. Beautiful we went and visited spot. him, went to his house, and he's living in an area where his wife's family, it's just her family there. So very small, uh, very small community. And then he's like, oh, we'll come down to the beach. This beach, it was like I was in heaven. I know. No one on the beach for mo- as far as you could see. Yeah, there weren't amazing. even footprints in the sand. Yeah. The water. Oh, oh, <laughs> just. Jono's now got a job for tourism, Fakatane. Could uh, have died and gone to. You could have taken me, Ben, down to that water, held my head under it, and okay, drowned me. Okay, I didn't and want be to. like, thank God you're drowning me here <laughs> in this beautiful part of New Zealand. Okay, we're, we're going. Anyway, Robert I'd became be like, famous. Can I please come okay. for a bit of it, yeah? Rob, and you're like, no, you said you wanted to Robert die. Robert became yeah. famous earlier in the year uh, when he tried to rescue a seagull uh, uh, who was hurt, and the seagull kept pecking him. Have, uh, have a listen. Yeah, Found this bloody thing. Found it in on the side of the. Oh, f- hey, you little b. Sorry, excuse the language. Broken wing man. Bloody in, in that lagoon over there. Or, oh, not there, but it was on the trek. Oh, f- so that was Robert, who's a viral sensation and uh, just one of the many uh, awesome people we've met along our way. Producer Dan, what's been one of your favourite bits? The toilets. The toilets uh, down here. There have been some fantastic toilets along the way, haven't there? Yeah, yeah. What's been your favourite one, Dan? Uh, the one that cleans it, the robotic toilets. I don't know. They were just coming into Palmerston North. Yeah. And they clean themselves. They clean you. And they clean... They, they, is that the ones that do, they do like a countdown? Yeah. So like, you've got 30 seconds And they play left. classical music and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, mm. and I look, pl- close the door and it goes, door locked. But then you sort of have to, I didn't trust it, so I gave it a thing and it was sure, as, sure enough was locked. <laughs> and it does play yeah. like saying, why do birds suddenly appear? I went to one of those once. Um, I think there was one just out of Auckland. I was like, this is the toilet of the future. Mm. This is amazing. Next time I went past it, I've got to stop back there. And it had like malfunctioned and it was like full of like knee-deep water. Well, that's, <laughs> the th- that's the risk, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. When automation joins sanitary, <laughs> yeah. sanitation, automation and sanitation. There's, there is a level of risk yeah. there. Yeah. Because after I left the toilet, the door closed, and all I could hear was... <laughs> Do you know this is a true story about my friend uh, Tim, my really good mate who passed away? Yeah. He was in Taupo uh, a few years ago, and we're all down there. And there's one there in Taupo. Oh, no. And he got trapped in, because twice a day they clean themselves. Oh, no. So he got trapped in, and he literally he couldn't get out. He couldn't well, open the door. Like, the door. Toilet is about to self-clean in five. Like, it gave him like a five-second countdown. Five, four. He's panicking, trying to open the door. He came out the, like a, the colour of a Smurf, head to toe, because they have the blue cleaning. He's like it just sprayed every inch of the toilet. You just got to stand there. And we wait. had to try and take him into Lake Taupo to try and scrub it off a bit. It wouldn't come off in three or four days. Oh. Traumatising. You know, word to the wise there, just careful heading into those things. (laughs) 90% of the time they're great, but there is that 10% where things can go bad. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. We're in Palmy. Tomorrow I think we're going to try and head to Masterton, my hometown. Yes, we are. Very special treat in store for you, Ben, as Masterton's 19th favourite son returns home. All right. Mm. The town has something planned for you. Mm. Oh, really? Mm. Producer Dan, you in on this? Yeah. Um, mm. You know when Team New Zealand first won that America's Cup all yeah. the way back? Yeah. That's going to be nothing like that. That's going to be nothing like that. Producer Dan, you wanted to end the show with something? Yeah. I went down and uh, got us some food before. And Thank ben, you, ben, ben gave me his card and you gave me your card. Yeah, John. we both gave you A-plus cards. Yes. And as we know, Ben, very, very tight yeah isn't he
Oh, One of the tightest, tight. tightest people I've ever met. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what you're saying now is starting to make him quite anxious. Okay. <laughs> you had his impost card. <laughs> yeah. I gave you my friend. So, oh, you're you're now the brand new owner of a jet ski. <laughs> 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 so you, you wrote down your PIN number and John yeah. wrote down his PIN number. Very yeah. trustworthy, first of all. Putting okay. a lot of trust right. in okay. yours, truly. So you're our producer. <laughs> uh, we, we met, if, it, if we can't trust you, who else can we yeah. trust? Can you just, just cut that? to the chase? What have you done? <laughs> so I put in John because I paid for Jono's one, okay? Yeah. It was the wrong PIN number, and I didn't want to put it in again right. because, uh, you know, it might cancel his card. Gotcha. So I had to pay for all three of our lunches oh, on your card. Oh, God. This is $42. This is the worst news of the day. <laughs> this is $42. $42. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Well, split three ways. We'll just see my card details, guys. Yeah. Uh, and the man's all have kicked him in the genitals 42 <laughs> times. <laughs> the thing was as well, yours was the cheapest one. Jono's was 20. Mine was about 10. So, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, we had the dinner the other night. No mate, old mate orders up garlic bread for everyone because he's hungry because he doesn't eat all day. And then I'm the last person to pay and no one else pays, <laughs> apart from Jono, pays for any of the garlic bread. No, me and Ben put the book for the garlic bread. I apologise. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, here we go. Old tight-ass boy says to blow the <laughs> cobwebs off his wallet <laughs> and reluctantly play for garlic bread, which I did eat. Yes, fair enough. But Payback time. <laughs> so that that's our show. Thank you very much. We're going to be having a very evenly split meal tonight by the sounds of it. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge.